for me, when I first connect to spirit, it's typically a feeling like a presence. Like it's like someone walks in the room and you're just, you feel. You feel the part you're aware. It's kind of like when someone's looking at you, like you feel the eyes on the back of your head. Like you, you feel that. And then I start to feel personality and I will hear and see things. Welcome to What the Fuck Just Happened. I'm your host, Liz Enton. If you listen to the intro, you know my story. If not, here's a brief summary. I'm a science skeptic, and when my dad died, I took a shot in the dark and decided to investigate if there was any possible evidence of an afterlife. I assumed that was as realistic as Santa Claus, but I was desperate. However, I was so blown away by what I discovered that I wrote a book and launched this podcast. In this podcast, I will be talking to some fairly normal people about some really weird shit. I speak with everyone from psychic mediums and afterlife researchers to ordinary people who've had some inexplicable experiences. So come, listen, there's no need to draw any final conclusions. Keep an open mind and wonder, what the fuck just happened? Hi, everyone. Welcome to What the Fuck Just Happened. And I'm here talking with psychic medium Dustin Livers, who is a friend. He's one of our certified mediums with Forever Family Foundation, where I volunteer, as anyone who follows me knows about. And Dustin was not the very first medium I met, but I met him in my skeptical early days still, too. And he's super talented. And I remember that. <laughs> Wait, I think Jack Mario was with us. Jack, yes, Jack Mario and, and Rebecca. Rebecca Lucisero, who was on my last Instagram live for anyone who was listening. And yeah, it was like, I guess, probably 2017, I think. So I'd been studying this for two years. Does that sound right? I think maybe. Yeah, that's not it was a while. So that was four years ago. Yeah. Wow. Time with like the pandemic and everything feels so distorted. <laughs> but I'm gonna kind of in some of mine and Dustin's conversation, I'm gonna back up a little to asking some of the types of questions I was asking him when I first met him. So you're going to get the full skeptical early day Liz questions. <laughs> as I don't well. even remember those. I, I, I'm excited to know what they are. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I know the unanswerable one, which I mean, I'm just going to say it now because you're not going to answer it. It's what molecular substance consciousness is made of when we pass away. That's not my early skeptical. That's why I ask everyone now. And everyone's like, what the fuck, Liz? How could I answer that? It? I know. I know. I asked Dr. Julie Beichel that. And she, when she was just like, no one knows that. I was like, okay, if Dr. Beichel can't answer, no one can. But... 
I will just say, because I love this story, I think I posted it in the little promotion, but in my parents' bedroom, and anyone who follows me knows my dad passed, and so in their bedroom, um, my parents have this brown wooden dresser, and there is a gold handle that's missing, and Dustin, giving me a reading, described that dresser exactly. He's like, I'm I remember. Do you remember? And yeah. I was my it was such an odd thing for me to be aware of. That, and then the other thing I remember you did was at, we met at an event, like a conference that Rebecca was doing or a convention. And Dustin was doing group reading, and he started to list all my family members. So I was like, yeah, that reading's for me. And one thing I remember is you said my grandfather keeps talking about a watch to my like mother. And it. I was like, no, that I, I have no know. idea. Yeah, you, you didn't don't? Know. No, I no, remember? no. You, I remember you did not remember or know. I had no idea. I kept saying no. And Dustin was like, go at, just check with your mom. And I did. And it was really significant. Like it had been his grandfather's and he gave it to my mom and someone unfortunately stole it my mom had had like shame and guilt her whole life and he was basically like you know it was, so she actually my mom doesn't really believe any of this was pretty touched by that message so so that's like my one many of the reasons i'm super excited about dustin and his evidentialness and, yeah now i'm gonna ask the questions so dustin um, like, I'm just curious when you get this information, what does it feel like? Like, is it like my grandfather sitting in front of you and you're talking to him the way you are with me now? Like, how, that's the, something I always feel like I just can't even understand what it is like. So, um, so Liz, I, I appreciate you really getting into this because um, something I've been doing just in my studies is something called uh, phenomenology. I don't know if with all of your research, if you've heard of that, but, um, but never it is a, is a phenomenon. And so in phenomenology, it's really more of a philosophy, but it's also a research method. It's really being aware and describing what is happening, what is phenomenon. And so when I do readings, my best way of describing the phenomenon of mediumship, um, when I'm hearing or sensing a spirit, is uh, there's, there's, for me, there's typically feelings, hearing things, things. Can I just ask what feelings are? Do you mean emotions the way I would talk about feelings or physical sensations? But so feelings are uh, emotions, physical sensations. And so for me, when I first connect to spirit, it's typically a feeling like a presence. Like it's like someone walks in the room and you're just, you feel. You feel, the you're aware. It's kind of like when someone's looking at you, like you feel the eyes on the back of your head. Like you, you feel that. And then I start to feel personality and I will hear and see things. So those are typically my three strongest clairs, the sentience, voyance, uh, and clairaudience. And so it, it's really the, the, the sensation and then the clairsentience, the clairaudience, clairvoyance. So, but it's not like they're kind of um, across from me. It's more of I'm kind of aware of the spatial energy around me. And then I feel 
the spirits kind of coming in. It's kind of like they're they're like sitting into me. <laughs> it's kind of a weird a weird sensation to describe, but it's kind of like they're they're sitting into me. It's kind of like a shadowing. Oh, I'm so jealous because that sounds amazing. <laughs> I am so like you have no idea how jealous I am to hear that. What is that like the best way I can interpret what you mean by that? When someone you care about or maybe even don't like someone who somehow affects you and they say something of significance like you know if it's a deep emotion like someone you're dating and they're like you know I'm realize I'm so in love with you if it's your boss and they're like you know you're you're one amazing employee or you're fired I mean both those are intense emotions and I'll sort of feel emotions pouring over me and it's like it changes in the moment I don't exactly want to say who I am you know I'll take the like you know your boyfriend or whatever saying I'm so in love with you you do change in the moment. Like, let's say you wake up having a horrible day and you're feeling insecure and you're like, my life's not together. And I don't know if my, this is the right relationship. Then it's like something like that can change. And you just, you go from in the moment being an unhappy person to happy. Like for an example, is it sort of like that where you just feel like this, the feelings of a different person sort of move, pouring over you? For me, I almost always start with the personality. So actually, sometimes my sitters will see my face first. So they'll see a smile or a frown or they'll, they'll notice I have a reaction before I even open up my mouth and start talking. So they actually see the blending and they will actually recognize. <laughs> and, and I've gotten that feedback many times. So for me, it's more of the personality. I feel the smile. Right, I feel them being happy. I feel the warmth that they have for you. Or I feel the frown, or I feel the not wanting to step forward. I feel them being hesitant, right? They don't want to come through. I have to push them. So it's typically the personality, and then I do feel emotions. But for me, it's usually personality first. When you gave me my reading, I remember you really getting my dad's personality like pretty instantly. One thing that you just said that I actually have no idea how you even deal with, because you said one thing you feel them coming in with love or, and then the, some that are hesitant. So what, how do you deal? Let's say someone's like had a very abusive parent or some a very traumatic relationship. Do you have readings like that? And if so, how do you cope with that? Well, there's a lot of parts to that question. <laughs> So, um, so to answer your question, does it happen? Yes, absolutely. I would be skeptical of any medium that said no. <laughs> you know, I, I would be like, hmm, there's probably a reason why that hasn't happened. Um, but when I deliver a message, when I feel that, when I feel the resistance or the pain, or when I find that's like the first thing I feel, I'm very attentive to that. And so I will change how I deliver. So my tone of voice will change. I will intentionally shift, right, from being positive, fun, Dustin, that's having a good time to, okay, we're going to some deep stuff right away. We're moving to the heart space, right? And I have to be intentional about how I deliver. Um, this person was not positive. You know, this, this was a negative energy for you. And sometimes I will get abuse. I will, say, I will just say to them, you know, I, I'll always preface it with, you know, I can be wrong, you know, or, or I don't want to offend you. 
but this person's telling me that they were they were abusive. And um, I'll say, do you understand that? Does that make sense to you? So I'm always careful about how I phrase things and how I deliver. Specifically, I, I know I have training as a therapist that not all mediums have. So I don't want to get sued, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so they might be like, oh, Dustin's a therapist? Oh, this, he's really caused me harm, right? That, people would like that. Um, <laughs> lawyers would be all up. But so I have to be double intentional. I have to be double cautious, right, about how I would deliver something like that. Okay, I'm going to go back to my questions a little bit. But grief in the grief rawest form has a question. And this is actually I had this early on, too, that didn't make sense to me. How do mediums do readings through the phone or video? If um, they always thought it was a physical thing. So how would how does that work? Um, well, spirit is with you. They're not with me. Um, and it's an energy, right? So spirit does not have a physical body. They're not constrained by physics or time, right? So um, spirit can connect through, you know, energy, however you best want to describe that. So um, they're also intelligent, right? <laughs> so spirit understands phones. Right? So they're going to be able to utilize the technology that we have. So since COVID, I've exclusively been doing private sittings through the phone, Skype, Zoom, uh, just regular phone calls. But they, they can communicate just as effectively, or I wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> right? I'm an ethical practitioner. If I felt I couldn't do my best, I wouldn't be doing it. I guess I'm just curious, how are they able to do that? Because there's no space like the limitations of physical space that they could be with their loved one and they're easily able to communicate with you. Yes. And so they're able to reach you while they're like, if the way maybe we could teleport. That's a excellent question. It's not, yeah, it's not a limitation to, to a physical experience. Now I prefer in person. I like the connection. I like getting along with people. I, I love that. I love my job. I love people. I love connecting with people. I, and so I, I prefer that. But obviously with COVID, things are not as simple as they used to be. So, Yeah, I know as a sitter at this point, especially with mediums I've become friends with, I prefer in person. But scientifically, there's something to be said for phone, which in the beginning, I only wanted to do phone as soon as I read this, um, I believe in it was in Dr. Julie Beichel's books where mediums, I, I know you guys, I know the genuineness, but in the beginning, if you're really skeptical, phone is a good way, especially if you use a Google voice number, phone is a really good way because you can guarantee the medium is not judging you based on age or anything you might be wearing that could give away maybe what you do for work, just anyway, or micro expressions that maybe you don't even realize. If you're skeptical, I think as a sitter going to get a medium reading, phone is good. I mean, I've had equally amazing readings that I've received phone and in person. I find in person more. I, I like the energy of it too. I, I like that sort of being with the person in the room. And I guess I want to back up because this question hit me back to our conversation about how you deal with abusive and I'm going to avoid getting political. Anyone who follows my account knows I get political a bit too, but certainly there's been some things where we would like people to be held accountable for doing horrible things and they're not. And how is that? Like if you get someone who 
says they were abusive, are they usually more enlightened? Like, I apologize for that, or are they more just like, don't care? Maybe however they were in their lifetime or rationalizing it or whatever excuses people make to themselves that makes them able to be horrible to others. You ever wonder what mediums do with their free time? How about a 30-something-year-old gay medium living in New York City? Well, in this podcast, you're about to find out. Welcome to Ghost Daddy, a place where LGBTQ plus spiritual people and our cis-hetero allies, of course, have a place to just be themselves and spread their wisdom. This is the new face of spirituality. None of that love and light, toxic positivity crap. So pour yourself a vodka soda, <laughs> open up your mind, and start listening. You can listen to the Ghost Daddy podcast anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Club Care is a charity organization founded by Emma Justice after the loss of her father, David Justice, to glioblastoma. Club Care is dedicated to supporting children and families dealing with cancer. They strive to create joyful moments through meaningful projects impacting individual families, as well as larger oncology communities. Funding for all projects is raised through philanthropic donations. Go to makingheadway.org backslash programs for a complete list of programs and activities. So um, you have to remember, so what you're asking, Liz, there's a lot of different layers to what you're asking. I want to come back to my comment I made about if mediums say no, there's a reason. So not all mediums are open to delivering hard messages or are able to, to compassionately link with a spirit that has done horrible things, right? They would find that probably difficult or they just aren't open to it. And so... When I link with somebody who has done horrible things or has been abusive, I don't let them say horrible, abusive things, <laughs> right? I, I don't, I'm not going to let them perpetuate abuse from the other side, right? <laughs> I'm not going to let them continue, right? Um, that, that's not my intention, right? That is not what I'm doing. Most of the time, if I link to someone like that, they are apologizing. However... There have been a couple of spirits I have linked with who have done horrible things and are not yet at the place where they are apologizing. I only say things if a spirit pushes me to say it. In that situation, you mean? Yeah. So sometimes I will say this person is still learning on the other side. That makes because sense. Sometimes the sitter will not believe me if I say they're apologizing. They'll say, I, I don't believe that at all. However, I will never forget this time I gave a reading and I said, this person has done just some of the worst things imaginable. I mean, I'm talking sexual abuse for years and um, oh. just, just some of the worst abuse you could ever imagine to children. And he said that he did not apologize, but I, I said on his behalf, because I felt this, that um, he still had learning to do. But he is around and he will come to that place. And that was, the, they believed that. They said, I wouldn't have believed you if you would have said he was... He was, you know, he just wasn't in that place at the time. 
that was I could see how my dad was absolutely wonderful, you know, but if someone like started saying things about him that were nothing to do with him, which during a very fake reading happened to me early on where they kept saying he was saying all this spiritual stuff and I needed to learn to trust more and open my heart more and I was like you know and she's like well see he's enlightened I was like no my dad basically <laughs> was like don't trust people don't give your money to people what's this crazy ass person want from you <laughs> like, oh my goodness he knew I was giving money to mediums I mean I think I mean, now he's happy about it from what I've heard through mediums, but like, and if he was living and he knew my experience I'd had at this point with the friendships I've made, I mean, I think he'd be, if nothing else, if he didn't end up believing in an afterlife, he'd be happy at the community I built. Um, but no, he would, he would never say, you need to be more open and trusting and don't be suspicious. Not especially when I'm exploring mediumship. And yeah, that sounds like a, a message that a medium who knew you were skeptical would probably be delivering, right? You need to be yeah. more into this. And she was not a forever family medium. She was not a Winbridge medium. I mean, I, I never name and shame. She was not genuine. But I will say I'm very grateful for that experience, not in like that cheesy toxic positivity bullshit, but in the sense that I learned to trust my assessment as a sitter yeah. because if, and I had a sense a real comparison afterwards, I really started to notice really three things. There was either, I would say she was, it's a very rarity to find what I would consider intentional fraud. I would second that. There's some that just weren't that evidential or maybe they didn't connect with my dad like maybe they'd be lovely with someone else and then some that just blew me away dustin was among the blew me away i'm not just saying that <laughs> thank you you're welcome a question that i found very surprising in the beginning was even a difference i had no idea that there's a difference between psychic versus medium so there's a phrase that i don't like and I'm sure you know the phrase I'm about to say. And that's that All mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. Oh, you don't like I, that? Oh, no. I hate that phrase. Oh, and no. It's so ingrained. I feel I tell it to people all the time. Oh, I hate it, Liz. I'm <laughs> sorry. You have to tell me why. I thought I was doing the right educational thing. <laughs> so oh, I'm sure mediums like that phrase because... It's exalting mediums, right? So it, it's saying mediums can do it all, but psychics can only do this one thing. So I don't want to discredit or disempower the profoundness of psychics, right? I mean, psychic readings are just as powerful and healing as mediums readings, right? I mean, we, we all have different things we need in our lives, you know, at different times. Um, so that's my problem with the phrase, it exalts mediums. That's, that's my thing. If, 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 you know, we all have differences, so that's fine. To the difference, you know, psychics, if we want to get into the philosophy, right, psychic is really the big umbrella. I'm just going to give people the quick basic definition before I get oh, into the deeper. Get into psychic means you are <laughs> reading, yeah, like... Personal energy. And mediumship is connecting to an actual discarded spirit. That, Someone who's died. Uh, that, that has passed, yes. Yes. Okay, so now let's get back to the philosophical. Then before I ask more questions, we'll get into all the people's questions. Because I could ask 80 questions, you know. <laughs> what you were saying. Because you were going to say something very deep and interesting. And I just wanted to make sure everyone knew the basics yeah. before so going there. 
a model of, of psychic phenomena, right? Like psychic's the big one, right? Any type of extrasensory is psychic. So mediumship is actually an extension, right? It's a, it's a more specific type of, of something under the umbrella of psychic. Same as empath, right? It's still an extrasensory phenomena, right? You're experiencing something outside of the five senses, right? And so that's what psychic means, anything outside of the five, right? So, so that's really the, the basic. Psychic the, outside of the five material that, senses, like sight, but they still use those five senses, just not used with the material, through the material yeah. dimension. Yeah, so that's really the, the big philosophical building block. But mediumship is, is actually blending to the soul of a spirit, yes. And we do that through through the senses too. How can you tell the difference? How, how do you know, for you example, feel, you're not reading Memories of My Dad when you were reading me? You like, feel how? the spirit and you feel the personality. That is what it's, it, you feel, right? Sometimes I may even speak words they used to use. So I don't know if you're familiar with the, the goals of mediumship that they, they teach at the Arthur Finley College. There's three goals. So the basic goals they teach over there is that um, you're able to blend with this, the personality, you know, right? The personality, clairsentience, like you need to be able to feel the spirit. You've got to, one of the other goals is to make the sitter feel like they're in the room. Right? Like they should know if it's their loved one. <laughs> it's just kind of a, a feeling. It's just like a sense. And then the third is to deliver evidential, meaningful messages. Right? Those, those are kind of the three basic, basic things they'll teach you at the AFC. And AFC is Arthur Finlay College in England, yes. which is a medium, uh, mediumship, maybe other. I don't know if it has other um, skills like for, remote viewing. For most, and... Foremost institution for psychic science and mediumship. Well, now I'm going to go, let's go to people's questions. So first of all, Adventures with Brittany. Talk about life reviews. Life reviews, apparently there's evidence that through people like Dr. Bruce Grayson, who study people who physiologically pass away for a set amount of time and then are resuscitated. And as medicine improves, we're getting more and more cases like that. And there's a lot of consistencies to what they come back reporting. And one of the things is a life review where they're going over what they did right, wrong in their life. I don't, I don't know anything more on a deeper level, Dustin. So all you, I have a feeling. Um, Adventures of so something. So I, I, I want to preface that I do not identify as a spiritualist or a spiritist. So I, I have beliefs and I do mediumship that fall into the spiritual, spiritualist and spiritist belief systems and religious systems. But I identify as, as a spiritual person. I do not follow a, a religion. But I will tell you that in spiritualism, when the mediums are working and they talk about a life review, they say that when we die, we meet our guides. We watch our life like a movie. <laughs> we kind of watch everything and, and relive those experiences. And then... That sounds so scary in some ways. Some parts <laughs> awesome, but I'm like, oh, can I... That's where I passed that super awkward time when I was 12. That's so yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> and then based off of our decisions, we kind of evaluate our growth decide you know reincarnation comes into play if you believe in reincarnation or not 
kind of what's next for you? How are you going to atone or not atone? Or right. So there's there's a lot of different understandings of the life review, but the basic idea is that you review your life and something happens. <laughs> Right, it's like you kind of something something happens after that. I always say because I try to do out of body exercises. I have not really had luck, as far as I know. Maybe one or two weird dreams. That's a whole other topic. But I'm always I just like can Donald Trump just wait to die until I'm good at going out of body because I want to watch his life review with a big bowl of popcorn and a glass of wine. I'm reading the questions. I I want to come to Grease Rost form. So they wrote in there, when is it appropriate to visit a medium? My husband passed two months ago. Is it too soon? Do I have to wait a certain amount of time? So you have to remember, I might have a different view because I, I'm also a counselor. And so I work with grief at a therapeutic level. And so my, what I tell people is I usually will say, I want you to be in the grief process, to have processed your grief in a place where you feel that you are mentally, emotionally, physically, um, and spiritually prepared for a reading. So I don't want mediumship to be a substitute for grief, right? I don't want people to use mediums, become psychic junkies, so they don't have to get into their feelings and grieve, right? That's a problem. <laughs> and it's actually been written about in the literature, believe it or not. There, there have been studies about this people using mediums to, to avoid grieving. Mediumship can be a part of your grieving process, but it is not a substitute not to feel the feelings connected to the loss of a loved one and not to continue with, with the grieving process. So I usually encourage, if you want me to throw a number out there that I would be comfortable saying, I would say six months to a year. Can I ask you a question about that? Because I remember my first reading, she said I had to wait six months. And it was because the energy, she wanted my dad, I didn't tell it was my dad, obviously, but she said regarding, you know, whoever has passed, they need to adjust the other side before they're capable of communicating. Does, do you relate to that in any way? Or is it just more what you, only the So I don't believe that. I've had a spirit come through who died the day before. So I, I remember I was reading a woman in John's basement. <laughs> and I used to live with my mentor, John. And um, her family was coming through people that she wanted to connect with. One of the last spirits, and I want to ever forget this, because it was crazy. The evidence was, was wild. <laughs> It was wild, Liz. It's one of those readings you don't forget because of how crazy it is. It, it sticks out to you. I'm sure you've met mediums and they tell you that. There, there's there's certain pieces of evidence you'll never forget. And I remember I said, I have a friend, a female friend, and I was describing her, blah, blah, blah. I don't remember every detail, but I remember this. I said, she's telling me that she had an STD Mm -hmm. STI now, we, that's the politically correct term, we say STIs, so sexually transmitted infection. And then she doesn't have it anymore. And she said her friend had herpes. And it was a huge deal. It affected her life, all <sighs> these things. And she crossed over and she said, you know, I don't have this anymore. And she had told me she died yesterday. She was wondering if she would come through because she wondered the same thing. Is she, does she have energy? Does she need time to adjust? I said, nope, she's here. <laughs> but now that was not a super close relationship. If it's your husband, right, they're probably not going or the reading's not going to happen tomorrow. But this was like a, a friend that was kind of around 
And so it was, this person was not going to lose sleep over this, right? Like it was not going to negatively impact them to have this fear come through so quickly. But I won't ever forget that. She came through the day before. Ready to embody that next level calm and confidence? It's time to activate that part of your subconscious. Get the self-paced 11-minute-a-day program by me, author of Confidence Introvert and Certified Subconscious Reprogrammer. Go to stephanietoma.com slash confidence boost. Use code WTF50 for $50 off. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to share that my book, What the Fuck Just Happened? A Sciency Skeptic Explores Grief, Healing, and Evidence of an Afterlife is available now for sale. If you go to wtfjusthappened.net, you can see the link to buy it. I'll also have the link in the podcast show notes. I know many of you want to know how exactly did I come to change my mind about the afterlife? Well, this book is all about the first stages of my exploration into this afterlife evidence to where I'm at today. It starts with the awful part of when I lost my dad, how as a science-minded atheist, I first began to explore if there was any possibility of an afterlife and what and who I found most compelling. I also share some stuff that was not so compelling, such as a very clearly fake psychic medium reading and a pretty ridiculous seance, but that's balanced by some amazing peer-reviewed studies on mediums, medium readings, parapsychologists, and just a whole bunch of what the fucks, including some really inexplicable personal things that happened to me, and some really incredible signs I got from my dad. Despite the topic, it's actually funny, mainly because I'm just like such an awkward person. And you also get to learn about all the amazing people and incredible characters I met along the way, as well as more about the research that helped change my mind. And some of the people you learn about have become some of my really good friends and mentors today. So go to wtfjusthappened.net and order it. If you've already read it, please rate and review on Amazon. I cannot tell you how helpful that is. And share with any friends who might be interested. Thank you all. I'm so excited to finally share the full details of this crazy exploration with all of you. And now we're going to pause for a second for the question of the week. For this week's question, Emma asks... Have you ever had any experiences before studying all of this that you look back on and see differently? Um, I think there's a lot of experiences I feel that about. One really interesting experience, I don't know if I think differently about it now, but I just kind of tucked it away and dismissed it, was I had Reiki once when I was a teenager I didn't even know what it was. I was away at a spa with my mom. I looked at the list of services and I just had never heard of it. So I asked what it was. And for anyone who doesn't know, Reiki is a type of energy healing. You can Google more about it, but essentially it's where 
like an energy healer or Reiki master as they're officially called, which sounds a little intense, but that's, I think, what they're officially called are Reiki healers. They don't actually touch you and they use energy to heal or to rejuvenate. And I just thought, wow, that kind of sounds like bullshit, but this is just what would be called a quote unquote normal spa. All the other treatments were like massage, facial, and we were there a few days. So I had done some of those already and I was just curious. So what happened was this woman held her hands, I guess, like an inch from you, which is what they do. And my eyes were closed. I was lying down on the massage table and I started to feel all this heat going through wherever she was going over. They start at your head and work their way down to your feet. And as she worked over each area, I felt this sort of like very soothing, healing, feeling heat build up and it stayed. And then she went over to my right knee as she worked her way down. And my right knee had been hurting me a little, nothing significant. I wasn't even paying attention, just had been feeling almost like a mild pulled muscle for probably a while. And I suddenly felt this severe pain shoot through my right knee, like build up and then just shoot out of it. And then my knee felt completely better. And when we were done, she said, oh, I fixed your right knee. There was an energy block there and I released it. And I honestly didn't know what to make of that. And my right knee was better and didn't hurt again. If you have a question you want me to answer, send it to hello at wtfjusthappened.net and put question of the week in the subject. I know I usually say first names, but if you want to be completely anonymous, let me know. And feel free to reach out anyway, even if you don't have a question. I can't wait to hear your questions and hear from you. This is the end of part one of my Instagram Live with Dustin Livers. Join us next episode for part two, where we will pick up right back where we left off. I'll link in the show notes, but you can find Dustin at Dustin livers.com. The spelling is in the title of the episode and follow him on Instagram at fabulous Dustin. To get more information on what the fuck just happened, go to wtfjusthappened.net. There you can order my book, what the fuck just happened. A sciency skeptic explores grief, healing, and evidence of an afterlife. And you can learn all about how I came to conclude that there most likely is an afterlife. You can also learn about the early stages of my grief and the amazing, fascinating people I met along the way. You can also read about how much I harassed them trying to get evidence, see if they were cheating and see if they were sane. There, you can subscribe to our newsletter. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. It makes such a difference, especially for a new podcast like this one. And if any of you have had a crazy what the fuck yourself, have any questions, feedback, or just want to say hi, reach out on either Instagram at WTF underscore 
just underscore happened underscore or email me at hello at wtfjusthappened.net. And remember, you don't have to draw any final conclusions as you wonder what the fuck just happened.